Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast, The God Beyond the Bible. Our podcast is released weekly each Friday. The content of each episode is based on the questions and curiosities we all have about God and the Bible. Many of our topics are considered taboo in the minds of the mainstream church. You will find our discussions to be, I think, refreshing and often far from traditional. But we don't just skirt around these complex issues, but confront them head on, and not in the way you're used to hearing them discussed on typical Christian talk shows. I'm Alan Rowland, creator and host of The God Beyond the Bible. As of the launch of this podcast, I've been a pastor for more than 35 years. My co-host is my daughter, Trayson, and our engineer, co-producer, is my daughter, Tabitha. Our mission is to encourage our audience, along with us, to open our minds to the reality that God is simply too big to be fully explored or experienced by the reading and studying of a single ancient work. In short, the Bible's not the sum of God, and to think this is to limit what He has done, is doing, and what He will do in our future. So with introductions made, thank you for listening, and let's dive into the topic of the day. Welcome, friends and fellow seekers, to God Beyond the Bible, the podcast by seekers and for seekers. We hope your summer is going great so far. And at the point of the release of this episode, the year 2019 is half over. Only 177 and a half shopping days until Christmas. Woohoo! Actually, didn't Tabby? Didn't you say six months? Six months from our recording. From day our today. recording. This yeah. is the 25th of July that we're recording. So June. we're kind of June. June. <laughs> 25th of June. We're kind of late, late in the game here. This will release in three days. Mm-hmm. Two days? Yeah. Three days. This three will release. Days. This will, yeah, release this Friday. Okay. So do we have shout outs? Do any of you guys have someone you want to shout out to? Not right off the not right off the bat. Have you got We anybody? have got a couple of listeners in China, and please forgive me, but I cannot pronounce your names correctly. Um, but thank you guys hey. for listening. Hey, yeah, awesome. Okay, so last week's episode topic was on lies, lying, and deceit, and how we're kind of prone to be deceitful when it satisfies the circumstance. Again, as always, we're not painting the world with a broad brush. Some folks are particularly particularly diligent to avoid deceptive behavior, as we all should be. We know that lies and deception can have serious consequences. So this is sort of a milestone for our podcast. This is episode 26, which means we're halfway through our first year of podcasting. And there's a lot of sheets of paper in the episode discard box here in the studio. Well, let me say, too, this is something, and this is something I'm glad I did a lot of study on podcasts, and we'll be talking about Mm -hmm. that. But evidently, we're doing pretty good with our listening audience growing like it is because uh, generally what people get – if I didn't know, if I hadn't looked at the statistics of how slow podcasts grow, Mm -hmm. I would have already quit. (laughs) I mean, mean, really, I'd have already shut it down. and I did. I looked this afternoon, and, you know, in six months, guys, we've been played over 1,100 times in over 50 countries. Wow. And that's pretty amazing to me. And I do. I try not to look very often because it can become obsessive to sit and count. And I can't, so it doesn't matter. So (laughs) it doesn't matter to me. I'm just taking Trayson's word that somebody's out there listening. Well, since this is a milestone of sorts, and we spoke of in a previous episode that we'd like to use this episode to kind of let you guys, the listeners, know a little more about what we're doing, what inspires us, and how we get from idea to outline and from the outline to the podcast. 
Okay, so in this first segment, let's visit a little on what our inspiration was that gave us our the idea and how it developed. And Dad, since you're the creator, why don't you okay. start us off? I guess this whole thing's sort of an idea I've been kicking around for a few years. Uh, after years of serving and teaching uh, the traditional acceptable doctrines of the church, uh, I really felt like there must be more. Uh, it was about this time I broke tradition. I exchanged my old King James Bible for a more updated, easy-to-read version. I'd researched a number of different versions and even used the New International Version for a while, NIV, which is uh, transliteration, right? Yes. It's like a transliteration, right. if I remember right, and that's a big word that means they just took the King James Version and expanded on it, right? Mm -hmm. Or, okay, and uh, made it more plain and in an updated language. But uh, they didn't do a lot of translating from the original language. They no, just they just kind of modernized what King James had already so, run. So the NIV was a good step forward, but in this process, I found the New Living Translation, NLT. My research found just how much dedication and cooperation of many and various denominations and word scholars had gone into the New Living Translation. And in my mind, this was the best modern translation out there. Keep in mind... Uh, that I was one of those people who might use a different translation when I was studying, but I never read or taught publicly from anything but the King James Version. So I found this step very rewarding. I found myself once again renewed in my study, but this new translation in all its clarity also served to bring out a lot of the, for lack of better words, the inconsistencies in the image of God between the Old and New Testaments. This is about the time I discovered the New Covenant of Grace, and we did an episode on that. What was mm -hmm. that? Does anybody remember? 17? I don't know. It was in no the scene. Okay. Uh, so this was about the time I discovered the New Covenant of Grace and how this truth had been sort of glossed over in an attempt to balance the image of God of the Old Testament and the image that Jesus gave us. I guess it was about this time I was growing disenchanted with all the hateful right-wing, left-wing political mess and how the church and Christians had incorporated politics and social reform into the Christian culture. I was reading something about one of the hot, social political issues i don't remember what the topic was now but i remember i scrolled down and read the comments and they were the same as usual you can't be a christian if you think this way or you can't be a christian if you just silently stand by and watch our country go this way or that way but one comment stood out to me someone of course defending their stance on the issue wrote well the bible clearly says and they continued to say whatever they were convinced that the bible said that supported their opinion which I have been guilty of. I yeah. will just go the ahead Bible and say clearly, no one's guilty said, out we've all, there. Yeah, yeah, we've all yeah. said the Bible clearly says. It was the response, though. It wasn't this statement. It was the response to this statement that, for whatever reason, caught my eye and it stuck with me. Even though at first I was immediately offended by the statement. The writer responded after they wrote, the Bible clearly says, another poster, mm -hmm. post, po what are they called when they post? Commenter. Commenter, okay. Another commenter responded, where does the Bible clearly say anything? <laughs> and uh, although I received this statement from a very negative view, uh, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. I was sure that the Bible clearly said a lot of things, and those things it clearly said all supported my views and my opinions, of right. course. Now, my first opinion to this person who wrote these seven words was, okay, clearly a left-wing atheist harassing the Christian right. But the words kept haunting me. And I guess if I were to be honest, that single statement was a catalyst that caused me to take a new and closer look at this book we've elevated to the level of, if not literally, at least figuratively, we have elevated this book to be God. Yes, we have. To the level of God. And I realized that what we think it clearly says 
is all in accordance to how we've been raised and taught and, yes, told what it says. In short, there are approximately, we've done, we brought this up before, there are approximately 30,000 denominations, I think 33,000 some odd mm -hmm. denominations, who use this same book to make the claim that they have the right interpretation of this book. I mean, is that fair? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just, I realize that the real issue wasn't what this book really said, but what our individual interpretation of what this book says that causes us to judge, condemn, rail, fight, even among ourselves. And especially, most significantly, significantly, I'll get that right here in a minute, <laughs> it causes us to limit God to its pages forever. Think about it. I mean, how much time did the Bible take to be, I mean, if you start from when Moses, we what we credit to Moses some 2,500 years after the beginning, and then we ended it, uh, let's say a lot of people want to end it the first century mm -hmm. AD. What do we got? Uh, you know, less about 2,000 years there that it was. So we're confining God to about two, a 2,000 years period of time, and we're saying He didn't do anything before that, and He, he hasn't said anything He hasn't it. said or done anything since. So I also realize that there's been a concerted effort by various groups with various motives over the past couple of thousand years to edit and elevate this book to a status to which it serves as a substitute for man's personal relationship with God our Creator. I now recognize that the folks who preserved the Old Testament, the Jews, had their own image of who God is, and they only preserved those things that supported that image. They had an agenda. Go back and look at how did we get the Bible. I went back yeah. and listen. I went mm -hmm. back and listened to some of our episodes for this, and 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 I thought we did it. I thought we did, uh, for the brief time we had, a good job of right. presenting how we got our Bible, and and so uh, uh, they had an agenda, if you will. The Jews did, and that agenda was su support that they and only they were chosen of God, and had His full attention and support, while the rest of the world just wandered, lost and aimless. And I was going to write down a scripture here. If you go over and look in the 19th chapter of Isaiah, in the 19th chapter of Isaiah, did you know that God calls Egypt his people? Yes. Mm -hmm. And the Assyrians? Yes. He they calls are his the Assyrians people. my people too? Wow. Uh, you know, but we get this idea because the Jews only wanted this to portray them mm -hmm. as the only people mm -hmm. God cared anything about, basically. And I'm, that's a broad statement, but that's what right. I'm saying. And uh, the New Testament is written by real people who, though inspired, each had unique and individual backgrounds and perspectives on their walk of faith. They even disagreed on various points of faith, like the conflict that Paul and James, we did an episode on that, right? The conflict mm -hmm. of the early yeah. church, uh, like the conflict that Paul and James had over the faith alone. That was Paul's stance. And faith plus works. That was James's stance. And we as the reader are convinced that we must somehow balance these differences and conflicts to get an accurate image of God. And the only reason we do that is why? Because we're, we want because people are telling us this book is infallible, that this is all... There are no contradictions Yeah, that there the are Bible. no contradictions in it. So if there's a contradiction, you're just wrong. You're just interpreting. Mm -hmm. So you have to come up with an interpretation that balances all of these contradictions out. And let's just be honest. Are there contradictions in the Bible? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I mean, you have to just... I just wanted to be see if I was just out there by myself, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let Tracy and Tabby talk here in a minute. But we're no. but we're this is kind of this is how this podcast came to be. Uh, I've since realized that Jesus is the image of God. I think it's in the book of Colossians, the first chapter, it says Christ is the visible image of our invisible God, uh, and He's the image we need to value. And everything else that others write about God 
is not on the same level as who Jesus says he is. Is that fair? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we say, oh, no, everything in the... No, not everything written about God is equal to what Jesus says about God. I'm just... That's my statement. That's my personal statement. And Jesus' image, Jesus says he's a God of mercy, love, forgiveness, who wants a personal relationship with his creation. And he even created that avenue that reconciles and reconnects God, him, with us through his son, Jesus Christ. I mean, let's be honest. The Bible can be interpreted to imply that God created us with a choice. Think about this and be open-minded when I say this before you just shut off your radio. Well, that's not radio. <laughs> shut off your, your device. Your device. Disconnect. Let's be honest. The Bible can be interpreted to imply if you read it. I mean, just, just imagine sometimes. Folks, a lot of you folks are, have read the Bible and read it a lot. Imagine if you were a first-time reader and you just read, you just open up the Bible and start reading it from the front. You might get the you might get the uh, implication or uh, that God created us with choice. Then he sets us up with the option of making a bad choice. And then once we made that bad choice, took the bait, if you will, he's ever since despised us and he looks for a reason to snuff us out and punish us eternally. I mean, <laughs> can you see that? Is that fair to say that you could actually get that out of the Old Testament? Yeah, yeah. You could get that out of the Bible? Yes. So... It is the same outside. It is this same outside the box of our narrow-minded theology that has inspired me to share just how awesome, loving, magnificent, big God really is, and that He is still interacting. He is still leading. He's still speaking and inspiring people today, just as powerfully and profoundly as He did two thousand or four thousand years ago. As you hear me say at the opening of each episode. The Bible is not the sum, S-U-M. Sometimes people say, are you saying the Bible's not the son of God? No, the Bible's not the sum, <laughs> S-U-M. The Bible is not the sum of God. And to think that way limits what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do in our future. So with that said, I'm going to turn into the interviewer here, and I'm going to kind of interview uh, Tabitha and Trayson. I'm going to start with Trayson. What's your inspiration? What's your motivation? What's your role in all of this? I'm the rebellious child. I don't. I don't think Tab, you'll argue with that. No, no argument. <laughs> I was the rebellious child in the family. I questioned everything. Always fought, you know, with Christianity and church and organized religion throughout most of my life until I was about 22 when grace yeah. really started coming into the picture and it really changed the world for me because I had reached a point in my life which. Like I said, I've always been the nonconformist where I'm going, well, if every time I mess up, God's just going to be mad and punish me anyway, why even bother trying to? And I, and I always mess up. Yes. I mean, I'm, according to even the pages of that book. I'm always, I'm never going to add I'm up. I'm incredibly doomed to mess up. Exactly. And so I'm never going to please you. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to step in fine, on you. I'm always apologizing to Tracy because I'm always stepping on her. But, <laughs> but my husband says that he gets whiplash in our conversations going to church on Sunday mornings between you and I oh, back yeah, and forth. going back and forth, yeah. But I started realizing that I really had God wrong. I had grace wrong. And that I really had the Bible wrong, too, because I'd only ever let someone explain it to me. And it was really a strange feeling to hear you stand in the pulpit and start preaching from the New Living Translation because that's not what I had heard pastors do. It was just those weird pastors on TV that would sometimes use the a different ones. translation. Yeah, yeah, the strange ones. Yeah, that Which use dad's that. always been a little strange. So, <laughs> you know, and you asked me to co-host this podcast with you guys and... 
I got really excited and I accepted. And then I realized that I was really, really scared of microphones and talking in front of people. <laughs> so you can absolutely go back to episode one if you don't believe me. Yeah. Yes. I caught, I caught that. Yeah. Absolutely go back to episode <laughs> one. I caught that. But I really have. I've discovered so much about God since we've been doing this. And the biggest thing that I've discovered is that I really don't know anything. Well, and that's. I think that's when we start to learn. But it's like this transcendence for me, honestly, guys, where I'm like, oh, wow, there's this. And now I've learned this. And God it, is so much bigger than I could if ever I open, have imagined. If I open up my mind to it. Yes. If I'm willing to open my Because really what mainstream theology mainstream christianity mm -hmm. is closed-mindedness it's teaching you closed-mindedness mm -hmm. be closed you don't listen to that don't even think about that don't consider that because we don't talk about that because we don't have an explanation for that and right. if we don't have an explanation for it you don't need to be talking about and, it and in this process for anyone else that's taking this journey you know sometimes your mind snaps back like a rubber band and it takes a few times to stretch it out a little farther each sure. time and consume everything because there are times when I listen to something or read something, and I really can't comprehend it when I first read it. I'm going, what did he say? What is yeah. that supposed to mean? And I have to go back a little bit at a time and just take smaller bites. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. It feels a little strange when I encounter someone that's really that right straight down the line, narrow mind. Well, narrow mind. I don't – that sounds like I'm – but, but they're uh, set in their ways. They, they have yeah, their they, mind they made have, up. Well, like and I, just like I used yes, to be. Yeah. This is the way it is. And when I hear somebody like that talk, it just is almost boring to me. Yeah. Yes. Almost boring to me. Tabitha, what's your inspiration? What's your motivation? What's your role in all of this? Hmm. Probably my kids. <clears throat> A few years ago. Well, I can't ever remember you not pastoring. I mean, I don't know how old I was exactly mm. when you started couple years old but I, I mean that's yeah. all I remember is being a preacher's kid grew up in church was there three times a week um, I became a Christian when I was seven very real to me but I never really asked questions whatever you said that's just the way it was that's that's who I heard preach and that's what um, I, I've talked about it on the show before I spent my whole life battling anxiety and fear over the unknown over not being able to control things even as a kid, I felt like I needed to be perfect right. and I, that I didn't measure yeah. up to other people's standards or that I wasn't going to, you know, and I realized in the last couple of years, we decided, I homeschool my kids, and we decided to sit down and what we were going to do for our Bible course that year was read through the Bible from the beginning to the end. Right. Oh, there's a good, <laughs> there's an adventure. So we started, of course, we did it chronologically, and it we started going through the Old Testament, of course. And I remember coming to you and saying, because I'm teaching my kids that God is love, and God is there, and yet he's killing these people, and he's... The earth opens up and swallows Exactly, you know, because they say the wrong prayer, or they burn the wrong offering. And I remember going to you, Dad, and saying, how am I supposed to teach my kids that God is love when this is what... The Bible is saying, and this studying. is what, <laughs> and that kind of opened my eyes and made me realize that I had never questioned anything for myself. I, and when I was able to do that, I realized that my relationship with others and even how I feel about myself is directly related to how I view God and his love for me. It yes. is. It's in how I parent. It's in how I do everything. Right. I can parent by fear or I can parent by love 
and yeah. forgiveness encouragement, and mercy. Encouragement yes. and all of that stuff like God does us, that he actually does do us. But, but like Trayson said, I will say change in 30 years of a way of thinking for me is a very slow process. So yeah. I still catch yeah. myself falling back. Well, but this has been an awesome journey. There's probably times that you think about, I mean, I dare say, wouldn't it have been easier just to stay like I was? Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't it have been easy because everything was already laid out. Everything's yeah. cut and dried, so I could just be right there. But there again, I've grown, I've grown so weary of the intolerance, yes. the ugliness, the judgmentalness. And uh, and we use, you know, I say, well, I'm being like God. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, anything else? I think that brings this one to a close. All right. Well, it's only a two-segment episode, so that brings us to the end of segment one of our 26th one-half annual. You can't say half annual, can you? Half annual. <laughs> or one-half annual Six-month anniversary. There Six you go. All right. We'll be right back. everybody welcome back to our second half of um our podcast god beyond the bible we're talking about we're going to start this segment out talking about our favorite topics and episodes of the 25 previous episodes we've had so far aliens 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 tracing goes with aliens i i have i have to agree with her and i've got to tell you guys right here we've had to go back and re-record we just boasted in this was it in this <laughs> yes it was this in this segment. segment that we had not had any technical difficulties yeah. and we looked back and we only got 59 seconds we recorded this whole second half and it didn't record so anyway here we go aliens yes uh, as we think about it, I think it is probably aliens. Near-death uh, experiences. The near-death experiences. Close second for I me. really enjoyed, though, I did enjoy our studies on, and it might have been a little boring to other people, but how we got the Bible. Yeah. You know, the lost because books and forbidden books of the Bible. I, I did enjoy the lost and forbidden those. books. And it got my husband started on some of the Apocrypha and things that he really didn't know existed. I mean, I mean right now I'm looking really close at the Gospel of Thomas. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've really been doing some looking at the Gospel of Thomas and some others. Uh, but anyway. I like those. One of my favorites that we did was on marriage because I always like to see what we accept as religious when it's really just a cultural yeah. tradition. That is true. It was the, marriage, it, the yeah. marriage. Oh, and the most popular <laughs> one. Do you know which one I, that I found? I know on SoundCloud's all I see because that's all I listen yes. to it on. Mm -hmm. You know which one was the most popular on SoundCloud? Which one? I, I have no idea. Predestination. Yes. Three, twice, twice to three times the listens yeah. on predestination. I did enjoy that one, too. Because I think everyone has those questions, and sometimes it's hard to ask because you get the same sort of pat answers. Well, you just don't question God. Yeah. I heard that three times on a thing I was listening to today. <laughs> well, you just don't question God on some things. Let's talk about the evolution of the podcast from our first podcast episode. That was absolutely a mess. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it, I can't say that. I've there's, I picked up on how many times I say, uh, as I was looking over my sheet and being ready. And that's something, if anybody had ever been a ham radio operator, the ham radio operators would say, uh, a lot. And uh -huh. you'll listen to people. Well, and for me and Tabby. It's good for, it's good for us. We grow. We grow. Well, yeah. for Tabby and I, we had to kind of evolve a personality for radio 
you're someone who's been in front of a microphone most of your life. You've been a pastor, a musician, an auctioneer, and I could probably name about 10 other things. (laughs) But Tavi and I have always sort of been the behind the scenes kind of people. And so I did. And honestly, that's the way I've always preferred it. This was a huge step for me. To do something, I think like it this. involved some. You'll be okay. You don't have to talk yeah, much. Definitely. Well, the the first episode was really good. It warmed up after the first one third. You know, mm-hmm. the first yes. segment of it. it. It really did warm up, and it, it made some really good. In fact, I'm teaching from that episode on Sunday nights. Our group meeting right. at Skyland on Sunday nights. Uh, what's our goal moving forward? Do, do we feel we've been? Do we feel like we've been true to our mission? I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not really sure what that mission is, if it's written out in stone anywhere, but the mission is just to open people's mind. I mean, be open-minded. To make minded. you think. Just think. Well, be open-minded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Consider that we might not have it all the answers. Right. Let's talk about the time and financial commitment to a project like this. I mean, and why we don't want this to become a financial, financially motivated Well, we all know here. that, especially with the topics that we cover, if you have a sponsors and things that are putting money into it. There are expectations that they expect you to meet, and we can't be as sort of uncensored well, yeah. as yeah. we are with I, I, just the three well, we of just, us. We just don't want to be, we don't have to answer to anybody. I no. mean, you know, God, no. and that's it, and, and, and God's pretty, he's pretty lenient. Yeah. <laughs> and the time commitment, you know, you probably put in more time than any of us do. You're kind uh, of the creator. Maybe, maybe, th- maybe two or three hours an episode, really. Yeah. Of, yeah. of my time putting it together. Right. And, and, you know, for those that don't know, Dad is the one he puts it all. He's the, he, he is the one who is inspired for the topic. And then Tracen and I kind of do research and expound mm-hmm. on it. But he, he basically writes the. All Tavi and I do is miss our Sunday afternoon nap. To the there you go. <laughs> and uh, now I'm back to uh, Sunday morning speaking and then teaching on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then we have to th- do this. But today we're actually recording. In the middle of the week. This is yeah. Tuesday. Which is confusing Tuesday. me completely. It really right. is. It's really, and this is going to release in like two days or three mm-hmm. days. Okay. okay, which topics challenge your traditional thinking the most? The evolution of the church. Because I still have that part of my mind. I, you know, my mind is like Are you like talking about like band. the decline? Well, our episodes the church, on decline the, of the church. For the organized the church, church to survive, it is going to have to evolve. And it's hard for me to accept that while it's already starting the evolution, it's hard for me to not know where it's going. I think it's more than just starting. I think we're well into this mm-hmm. new movement that the churches. I think in my lifetime, if I live a full life, let's say I live to be 75 years old, uh, that's another, well, it's just 15 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> but let's think, if it, let's think about it, if it, it's going to look very different. Mm-hmm. The yes. church is going to look very different of what we call the church or where people get their spiritual food. I mean, look at how podcasting and stuff has come into it. Right. Um, is there a topic that might be too far out for the podcast? What about, could we do Bigfoot? I really think we could. Guys, we can do it. I think I mean, we should. I really think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Cryptids. one in the, well, I'm thinking of one in the future, to be honest with you. I've been thinking about uh, do, doing one on probably the, uh, uh, well, I can't think. I can't even think of the word now. But uh, gosh, it Leviathan. Well, no, oh. no. I, I really. I'm just going to move on. I can't even think of it now. But anyway, uh, conspiracy. The greatest conspiracies of all time. And I what love we think of the greatest conspiracies. Yeah. There's where I was going. Why couldn't I think of that? Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a conspiracy kind of guy. Uh, 
let's see. Would it be possible to undertake an endeavor, a project like this, without the aid of the internet? To do our research? What do y'all think? I can never find anything in a library, so (laughs) I know that there is no way I could... Could you imagine trying to research this? And we would probably only get one point of view. Yeah. If you were going just to the library, I mean, you'd get this Mm -hmm. point of view, and and there would be that... I think that's what's so amazing, and we've talked about that, about this age we live in, that you can just get all of this... And you can get a lot of misinformation, yes. You can. And you have to remember especially on the topics that we are researching a lot of what you find is opinion so you just have to sort of seek out these unique opinions and unique viewpoints and we may not absolutely agree with everything that we share but we're going hey this is something someone said that i thought was really interesting it warranted thinking about okay what is the phrase god beyond the bible a podcast by seekers and for seekers what does that mean to you now as opposed to what it maybe it meant when we first said it it still have its appeal it does I, I i really have embraced the fact that i'm a seeker and that we're all you know if you everyone is everyone is somewhere different on their journey but everyone is seeking something whether they, they know are, it or not I ho- yeah i hope they realize they're seeking and right i've felt for a long time that the term christian has really become watered down in organized religion and uh, for has, me, I see myself more as a seeker. I'm a believer. I'm a spiritual person. I have this relationship with God, the creator, more than just, you know, a more generic. Do you think, but do you think watered down is the right phrase? Do you not think that we have become stereotypical? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many expectations behind that title, maybe more than. There is in Christianity. You know, we've talked about it before. It has embraced politics uh, and all of and that incorporated you know, not embraced yeah, it, it's incorporated, incorporated it into, into yeah. every facet of it and it, it makes it difficult uh that started way back in my day with jerry falwell and some mm-hmm. of those that actually put that into motion and it seemed like a really good thing and it has just gotten out of hand in my opinion out of right. hand uh, so let's talk about the music track that we use actually the music track came to me it was a very i was just i sat down with my guitar started strumming the g chord uh Went to a C chord, G chord, back to, the, of course, our musician and play, and then... And for those of you that want to know the name, it's called the God Beyond the Bible song. Theme song. <laughs> theme, theme song. It sure is, because it's actually just a song that just came to me. I did, took some of Kirk's uh, scales and put mm-hmm. in there of my own, and I think there's three tracks, three or four tracks of me with my little six-string acoustic uh, Fender guitar. Uh, could you hear the opening notes now and know what was following? Just Every time. Yeah. Every time. Let's talk about our studio and equipment, the recording, the graphics, the uploading schedule. Of course, uh, we're using a, a big square table here, if you can imagine that. We're sitting around with headphones and microphones uh, with spit screens. That's what I always <laughs> call them. Pop, pop screens in front of them. And then a big old 16-channel board with two. No, it's more than. It's, how many channels is that? Um, I 16, should know this because yeah. I'm in charge yeah. of it. 16. Well, <laughs> it goes on past 16, though, does it not? No? Okay. Anyway. I don't know. What it's got some knobs missing. <laughs> it's got two knobs missing. We don't use there. but three of them. Yeah, I use the three <laughs> that I'm allowed that to touch. That we have something <laughs> plugged into. Okay. Uh, and then I bought used somewhere when this all became an idea, and I went somewhere and met a boy and <laughs> bought some of this stuff. that I already had a lot of it, but I needed this particular type. Anyway, uh, what's the single most negative comment that stands out in your memory? I was... I was told on a Reddit forum, and because God Beyond the Bible does have an active Reddit for those of you that use it, um, I had kind of engaged in a conversation in a forum about 
it actually was about the conflict between James and Paul and that you can't make them say the same thing. You cannot make yeah. those two agree. Mm-hmm. And this person... Well, you can make them, but not logically. Exactly. <laughs> they sent me a private message and said, I just want you to know that you are walking a dangerously slippery oh, slope, you're on a slippery slope that will yeah. lead you into some dark places if you're not already falling from salvation. Falling from salvation. Mm. And... I remember stopping for a second and going, am I really this far off that this person is sending me before I had to realize that, no, I am where I am in my journey and that I can't be apologetic about Tra- that. Tracy gets to see all the comments. We don't see mm-hmm. many. If she sends us one, we'll see one. And I think the one that sticks out in my mind is the one that said something like, you are what's wrong with Christianity today. Yeah. Or everything that's wrong with Christianity today. And, and really, if you look at how my definition, maybe, maybe we are. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and it might be okay. Yeah. It might be okay. Right. Uh, what might be the most encouraging comment or reaction that you've had? We get all kinds of things that have, I we have seen so many more positive comments. Than we have negative. Really, and we really I, have. I've been surprised I, the negative yeah. hasn't been much uglier than it has been. And I love when people send me things and say, you know, hey, I loved on that podcast where you guys mentioned so and so, or mm-hmm. where you brought up this idea. I had never considered that before. And I even like when people go, so you guys were talking about this, but have you thought about this that kind of goes on with it and it opens things up into this amazing new life. And, 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 I, and I guess the amazing thing is that people that will talk to me about this stuff personally mm-hmm. in my daily life, but it's kind of like, but I would never talk about this in my church. Yes. And so that's okay too. That's fine. Uh, have you grown personally as a direct result of this podcast? I'm Exponentially. I feel like I have, definitely. Yeah, and I have because yeah. it's liberated. It's been mm-hmm. liberating for me because, as I talked in the first part, it's just been a many, many years of just trying to write straight down the line the traditional apologetic type uh, uh, believing, you know, system of believing. And you know Okay, so what popular TV or radio show or personality might be most likely to interview or invite us to be a part of their program. You know, I want to say, I wanna say right now, now we do get listened to by some other podcasts, right? We've had some comments from other, yes, we have, from on podcasters. A that couple of different, what um, one of them said, you guys are, you guys on are fire, on fire. On fire. Oh, what does that mean? It means we're good. There's not they a hell, that's it. not a hell conversation. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to take it positive. I yeah. took it in the positive way, but now that you mention it. Yeah, you guys are cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, appreciate the other podcasters yes. that listen to mm-hmm. us. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I seldom, if ever, listen to any other podcast. Uh, I just really don't have time. I listen to podcasts all the time. I do so. too. That's one of my favorites. Uh, so. What was the question? <laughs> so who would we want to don't get of you? Or what, what might? What, what yeah, might? Who or might? Who might? Or, or I don't know. Us. The only people who are kind of fringe enough that I could think of would be like Jeff Rents. And I know none of you listening know who that is. It's probably just me and Dad. Oh, I know. Yeah. Je- Jeff Rents. <laughs> I used to listen. Is he the alien guy? Well, it was, yeah. He started out crazy hair. That. Yeah, yeah. He started yeah. out that. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe. Do you reckon we could get on? Do you think we get on? What's the history channel's? Ancient Alien? Ancient Alien. Because I do watch a lot of that, and yeah. I think that's I don't know. If Giorgio Tsoukalos wanted to be on the show, though, that That'd would be, cool, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, or, or I, well, the only one I could think of is might be Oprah. Yeah. 
Oprah has some. That's open-minded enough. Yeah, and maybe Rob Bell. Rob Bell. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to use the Rob Bell word. Uh, I, I oh, will that say poor it. Guy, that poor guy has just, it, he, he's got a very liberating he view. Does, and you know, and he's, he's gotten so much negative attention in it for what, for asking questions? I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah, that's just what saying, he's done. Yeah, just and I love in that. I can't use the word that they use for the little author's note at the end of a book, the epi- epitaph. No, that's what's on a oh, tombstone. I was going to say, that's, that, would be, that would be at the epilogue. end. That would be at the end of the author's life. There. Okay. But in the, the epilogue to each one of Rob Bell's books, he says, you know, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm not trying to bring you to where I am in this journey. I'm not telling you that I'm even right about any of this. I'm just telling you that these are questions and these are the answers I've found thus far. I can say one thing that I've learned from Rob Bell. It was to, when you have a question, go ahead and dive into it. Yeah. If you have a doubt mm-hmm. and a question, just go ahead. You don't say, oh, I can't think about that. I can't talk about that. Okay. Has this podcast liberated you personally? And do you think it has a liberating effect on listeners? I really hope that listeners feel as liberated as I do. And I love that I realize that my faith is kind of liquid that I am constantly in this sort of state of flux. Aren't, back seek, and aren't forth. seekers supposed to be, though, if we're seeking and we've not found it? Right. You know, what was it? I, I used a Sunday in, in speaking, and, and I used I don't a, know. I skipped. Yeah, I know. You guys both skipped yeah. on, out on the lake. That's but right. uh, 11th chapter of Hebrews, where it says, all of these died not receiving the promise, but they saw it afar off. Talking about all the people in the Hall of Faith, mm-hmm. Abraham, mm-hmm. but they saw it afar. And so they were seeking. It said they were seeking a home. If they... They could have gone back to where they came from, but he said they were seeking a heavenly home. And I don't think I can go back at this point. No, no, I'm not. I don't. Um, I don't want to go back. I don't have a desire to. Yeah. Are we ready to conclude? I think, I think we are. So. Uh, I guess I'd like to say that though it's a lot of work and demanding on my personal time, I love doing the podcast. I'm really always pleasantly surprised when I hear how an episode turns out. Uh, but matter of fact, uh, when I get a little disappointed, say I really don't have time to do this. Then I listen to an episode and go, "Oh yeah, that's right. That's that's why I do that. Mm-hmm. I need to just keep doing." Uh, just knowing that what we do may help others on their journey of faith and lift the restraints of traditional thinking and theology is reward enough, and it motivates us to continue to do what we do. Thanks for helping us celebrate our one half year, twenty sixth episode, and for being part of our lives by connecting, listening, commenting. It's okay if you don't always agree with our position or opinion or maybe our perceived opinion. Mm-hmm. It may not even be our opinion. Uh, we're all on a journey seeking to know this unseen, extremely good and great force we call Theos that's translated God in the New Testament who's going to take us out for a change. Until next time, God's grace, peace, and love on each of you and never stop seeking for he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Did you enjoy listening to God Beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.